Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Scott. I'm Shatay, and we are the Hazes. Welcome to the Love Haze Podcast, where we talk about those unspoken hard parts of life. That's right. We process out loud what most folks experience in silence. That's right. And I'm about to get it cracking today. I'm on one. <laughs> Listen. And he is. If I hear one more of y'all come for Black Love documentary, <laughs> it's going to be an issue. With the recent news of the dissolution of the marriage between Miss Tina Knowles Lawson and Richard Lawson, mm-hmm. we are seeing more and more that people coming for Black Love. Mm-mm. And I don't like it. Me neither. So, Black Love Doc, one of our favorite shows. Uh, I'm here to defend it. We're going to talk about it. I got time today. Let's get into it. Welcome back to our Black Love Journey. Let's go. Mama, I'm sorry. I'm going to be cussing. (laughs) So, shall I set us up then? Because clearly people already know what's about to go down. Please. But y'all already know we love Black Love Documentary. And we talk about it all the time. It's one of our favorite, if not our favorite, Black Love show. And so, since Miss Tina... And Mr. Lawson are separating. Mm-hmm. People have compiled these little, what do you call them? Carousels on mm-hmm. the internet showing all of the marriages that were featured on Black Love but are now divorced. And out of the 250 or so, that's what you said when you looked mm-hmm. it up, relationships, these are the five that we know of. And it is Megan Good, Miss Tina, Niecy Nash, Latoya Luckett. And Tia Mallory, those relations. I remember the women's names. I'm not coming for the women. Those are the names that I remember. And because I know I know them as, and I'm fans of them as actresses. So, or entertainers. So those five couples are divorced. And now all of a sudden, internet's talking about black love is cursed. And don't do anything couple, no cu- couples content related. And it's just absolutely freaking ridiculous, y'all. So out of 250 relationships, the famous five that we know are divorced mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it's cursed. But my opinion is what's actually happening is you're just seeing what happens, one of the possibilities of getting married. Because mm-hmm. there are also couples who have lost their loved ones and they are now widows or widowers. And there are also people who are on there and have been married for decades and years Mm -hmm. and years. And so because these five couples, and by the way, the divorce rate in America is what, like 50%. Mm -hmm. So if the, what actually should be happening is 125 of the couples, we should see divorce. Mm -hmm. If you really want to talk about the math of it, but to go and say that they're cursed because five couples haven't made it, and we shouldn't show this kind of stuff on. You sure I'm the one that's mad? <laughs> guess, guess I'm a little worked up about it yeah, as well. A hot too. So we should unpack the fact that people are saying this should we we should cancel this type of content altogether mm-hmm. is just ridiculous. It really does speak to our cancel culture. But let's talk about why it's it's why are you so hot about the the uproar? Um, there's a whole bunch of reasons I'm pissed off about it. Um, the level of pissivity is high. <laughs> uh, number one, I, I think we don't always understand the assignment. Mm. Um, and it's called Black Love Documentary. Yeah, it is a documentary of Black love. Yeah, it is not. 
hey, this is what success in marriage looks like. Yeah. That's not the name of the show. It is Black Love Documentary. It is documenting the marriage journey, no matter what that looks like. There are people on that show. And yes, 250 couples were profiled. I did a little bit more research. 75 to 80 couples were actually featured mm. over the five seasons of the show. Okay. Um, out, out of those, we got five. Even if, if we take away the 250, if we go with the 80, five of those couples that we know the relationships have dissolved. We know folks lost spouses, mm-hmm. like you mentioned. Um, Willie Cool and Roz, he lost his wife to brain cancer. Mm-hmm. The comedian. The comedian. Mm-hmm. Um, he, passed away. he passed away recently. That is all part of the, docu- the documentary, yeah. documenting the journey. I think that um, we we missed the point of documenting black love mm-hmm. when we don't acknowledge that these people chose each other to go on this journey with, no matter how long that journey was for. Nobody anticipates divorce. No. Nobody anticipates that my spouse is going to get sick or die. Yeah. Nobody anticipates that we'll go broke. Yeah. You know, nobody anticipates that. The story itself, for those who really paid attention and watched Black Love documentary, it was about navigating all of those things. And how they happened to have done it. Right. What their stories were. It wasn't ever a how-to, and this Mm -hmm. is what you need to do to get to be like us. It was never that. It was just a presentation of different types of, of black love. And we, I'm sorry, I just realized I interrupted you. It just got fine. passionate. But we we out here always talking about we are not a monolith, we're not a monolith. And then here we are with just a beautiful expression of how, how much we actually are not a monolith. All of mm-hmm. these different types of couples and five of them don't work out and all of a sudden throw the whole thing away. And I think it's, it is symbolic of, you know, kind of, how the narrative gets pushed on our community that we are all bad when Mm. certain small bad things happen. So we're not going to talk about the 70 to 75 couples who have made it. We're going to talk about the five that we know of that didn't. And then we wonder why other groups do that to our race as a whole Mm. when we do it to ourselves. Mm -hmm. We get so obsessed with the train wreck. Mm that we don't see our entire community, the love and the care and concern of um, the Tylers, who are the producers Mm -hmm. of the show, they put into that, of doing that work. Uh, I believe so. Well, I may be wrong. Oliver? Tolliver. We're going to look it up. Yeah, we're going to look it up. I believe uh, the gentleman's name is Lamar Tyler, I believe. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I can't remember his wife's name. But the care and concern that they put into producing this show to going around the country and interviewing these couples yep. to tell their stories to, and even when I think about the reasons why we started this podcast, it was so that people would be able to see like the journey on display. Yep. Not that we have all the answers, not that this is the way that you should live your life or govern your marriage or love or whatever it is. It is about making sure the story is told. Yeah. You know, making sure that people are able to see us err and correct and do whatever it is that we do. So the story can be out there so that it can be documented. What I didn't have was 
other people who were living transparently in that way so I could see their stories and understand how they were navigating relationships. So I wanted to be that for whoever comes after me. Black love has been that for me, no matter success or failure rate. They accomplished the goal in documenting the journey of black love. Yeah. So that part, you know, really doesn't sit well with me when we just highlight the mistakes and then call the the whole show um, a curse. Yeah. And then, so I looked it up. It's actually Cody and Tommy Oliver. Okay. Yeah. So the Olivers and both are filmmakers. It's It's like... You know, on one hand, people complain about like we need more representation. We need to be able to see ourselves. Then we see ourselves, and then, and your to your point, something happens that you know maybe is like less than ideal, and then we want to turn turn on mm-hmm. it. So just seeing real black love and all of the ways that it might show up, it matters. It's so so important, and I wouldn't take I wouldn't take that away. I think actually the fact that a couple of them didn't make it is a very honest and important part of the story too. Yeah. Like this is what black black love can look like, and sometimes it might work out. Sometimes it might end in a way that you had not expected, you know. And but you know what the point is? It exists. Yes. It is real. You know what I mean? I was here. That's that's what's important in my opinion. And it's. It is important for um, all of us to see black love in action, Mm. to see like even the couples that were profiled. Many of those couples were it was not their first marriage anyway. Yeah. Of course, for uh, Tina Knowles Lawson was not her first marriage. This was her second time at it that, that I know of anyway. Yeah. But even understanding that, you know, those folks were brave enough to put their life and their relationship and the story of how they came to fall in love, uh, to work through their issues, the fact that they stayed for as long as they stayed, they put all of that on display for people to see. And we took it and and just were like, oh, I ain't never doing this Mm -hmm. because these five that I know of didn't make it. And to me, it just speaks to the level of, shame that we carry in our community mm-hmm. around not wanting to take a chance on things that we don't think are sure thing. Mm. So many of us choose to hide in the shadows, mm-hmm. to bully behind a keyboard and summer jam everybody else's relationship and keep our stuff a secret mm-hmm. and give ourselves like the confirmation bias not to have faith to do the thing ourselves. Yeah. Like they failed at it. So surely I'm not going to get it right. And that's to me, that's really what folks are saying when they say, Oh my God, these five, and it, it's a curse. No, there's no navigating around, like doing the thing. Mm. And even when you see people to me, even if people divorce, even if people like, Megan Good or um, Tia Mari and uh, Corey Hartridge, mm-hmm. if if they divorce and decide that their life is like the the journey of their black love together, if that season has ended, I think it's in, important for me to even see that. Yeah, the journey of my first marriage ending, I had so much shame around that relationship ending. I didn't want to do the podcast because that relationship ended. So I I thought there was nothing that I had to share Mm -hmm. because of that. But there was beauty in that story, the story of resilience, the story of figuring out like who I was, what I actually wanted in relationships. Mm -hmm. All of those things were important to 
be able to tell like the totality of my story. And how dare we sit up and say, okay, because this, this part of a person's life has ended, then they're cursed. And it just reeks to your point about shame. The whole idea of this is what my interpretation of it. Like, I'm not even going to share what I'm going through. It Mm -hmm. like maintains, it perpetuates the highlight reel. That's Mm -hmm. exactly what it does. And so that's why you see a lot of people don't even post people they're in relationships with. Like somebody could whole ass have a baby with somebody and you've not ever seen. I'll be like, I didn't even know. They were with somebody <laughs> and now you, y'all welcome them in a child and, and still haven't really seen your person because it's like, well, if something happens, then there's no proof there. And then my mm-hmm. highlight reel is still like, I'm still right. batting I'm a thousand. Mm-hmm. But I think it's so important if we're talking about, we want to be real, we want to be transparent, we want all of that, then why would you, why would you want just the highlight reel? It's so important for our experience as human beings, as we connect, like know what other people have gone through. It's a whole premise of our whole last podcast to, mm-hmm. so that we don't feel so alone so yeah. that we have other people we can reach out to when like they have gone through something similar to what we've gone through. It bonds us. It connects us. Then we can move forward better together. So it's just the whole idea that 10 human beings were once in a relationship with someone and they are no longer there. Then the platform that lifted up, elevated their story is somehow cursed because they're human and like life just, you know, who knows what happened? They grew apart. Maybe they weren't choosing um, with aligned values at the beginning. Who knows? Yeah. And I don't think it's for us to know the why, but I just got to say, it's not black love's fault. Yeah, it's not. I, I think it speaks to um, our inability, especially in this day and time. I'm not going to put it on a new generation. Um, well, I'm going to put some of it on a new generation, but also how we, how we raise them. We're raising a generation of people by being a generation of people who don't know how to lose, mm. who don't know how to like make a mistake yeah. and learn from it. Yeah, We would rather take our social media and be able to just highlight all the wins. Yeah. And so even when there is like there's this whole thing narrative going around now where, you know, women and men are saying, like, I don't post my significant other. I'm not posting them until we married. Y'all won't see my significant other until we walking down the aisle. And that's because people like, oh, when I post him, he start acting a fool. But and that's up to your own value system. But if you got to come back and just act like a person never existed in your life, like, I don't I don't understand why we are just a generation of people who don't know how to lose, mm. who don't know how to, like, navigate. You know, wins, losses, don't know how to stand up in whatever yeah. mistakes we may have made. And I ain't saying anybody should keep anybody they're no longer with on their uh, social media, mm-hmm. anything like that. But we have a generation of children coming up behind us that all get participation trophies because they don't know how to win with pride and lose with pride. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to be present and be mindful. And be able to be in the moment, experience the moment for what it was and realize that 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 moment is not your whole journey. 
even when I was pledging, one of the points that we had to learn says that you have to be able to meet with victory and defeat and treat those two imposters just the same. Preach. Because victory is temporary and so is defeat. Mm-hmm. It's only a moment in time. And if your life is only defined by your victories or only defined by your defeats, then you're up shit creek anyway. Mm-hmm. We have to be able to understand and, and respect the totality of our journey. If that if if my whole story can't be told, then I'm lying. Yeah. And I'm lying to the people who are coming that have to travel after me if they only see my life as victories. Yeah. Because then when they experience defeat, they're like, oh my God, I'm doing it wrong. Yeah. Me. Yeah. I, when I when I met with having to navigate divorce myself, I was like, oh shit, I'm doing it wrong. The rest of my yeah. friends had this shit figured out. Yeah. Right. And I don't. And that that makes me upset to know in that we are putting that narrative in the atmosphere that it's only wins, you know, and we've never experienced anything else. I hate it. Mm, I agree with that perspective. I'm sitting here thinking about how many times I didn't post somebody and had to go delete the pictures <laughs> <laughs> afterwards. But that's because it happens. Like it was, it was my life. It's my story. And yes, it's the highlight reel, but the, the why we do that is because of a response like this. Mm-hmm. So nobody wants to smoke. Nobody wants to be judged. And so we, I intimately know the feeling of wanting to shrink back and hide and like just stay hidden because mm-hmm. I don't want judgment or I don't want the yeah. fear or I don't want the the othering and just like the, you know, the, the whole mob mentality of like just coming for these. I don't want to be, you know, canceled to your point. You're saying you don't want to start this podcast because you don't want, you know, mm-hmm. the, the shame or the missteps of your past to be thrown in your face. And it's like, you know, I think part of it is, you know, just learning to trust. Like if that happens, I think I would rather just like be, I don't want to say it's, it's about transparency. I just want to be someone who is having a human experience who understands and respects and honors my humanity and do, and I do the same for other people. Yeah. Right. That doesn't mean that we won't disagree that, you know, like maybe we won't bump heads and, but I don't have to like cancel you. I don't have to mm-hmm. write off the whole thing just because mm-hmm. I don't know. There's just a couple of marks on it. It's just, it's just really, really unfortunate. And, and what I would have just hope people have, what I've taken away from it, like I said before, is the fact that it exists, that we're seeing ourselves in this way on national yeah. television, right? Mm-hmm. For for the world to see, we're seeing different representations of, of ourselves and our love and our different shades and different sexualities and different, like, you know, different issues with their children and with their money and with their, just how they met and we broke up and we got back together. And it's just, it's just so needed. And so I still applaud the Olivers for even putting, presenting that because it's, it's just been beautiful to witness in my opinion, in my opinion. And I just, I want us to be better, you know, better than always looking for the the damn train wreck, always looking for the drama. The tea. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't know. We just owe it to ourselves to like, release the need to especially to like share the bullshit Mm. you know what i'm saying like this some trash i'm gonna share it and even push that negative narrative even further and i don't know that we understand the impact that we have when we push those types of negative tropes especially on our communities Mm -hmm. because these folks already think that 
Uh, we ain't doing nothing but robbing and killing and stealing and, mm-hmm. you know, being hypersexual and promiscuous and all these other things. And then we come back and we share that type of foolishness, not highlighting the good, but taking these five examples that are not even bad. Yeah. You know, but, you know, it it is divorce. When other folk get divorced every day, B. Every day. And then not allowing even ourselves the permission to um, be in relationship and healthily transition out of it. Nobody said these folks who are divorced even got beef. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We may know through the blogs and that kind of stuff that that people you know may not have been getting along in the process of their divorce. But from what I can see, most of these people have quietly like parted ways gone on about their lives and are doing their things, even dating new people are doing, taking the next step along their journey. Um, and then we highlight our grandparents as folks who, you know, did it better than us because they stayed. But many of us are finding that even grandparents and parents didn't want to stay. They just didn't have nowhere to go, you know, but that's important. Put in context. Right. We are um, just folks who don't always honor the journey. And for me, I am I've gotten to a place in my life where I really want to honor my entire journey. Yeah. Um, I had some shame around, you know, the things that happened in uh, my relationships in college, the things that happened in my marriage, the first marriage. Um I had all of these things that I brought along with me that were so shameful to me because I didn't think they were going to look good. And this type of uh, negative publicity kind of like highlights why I didn't want to share, like you were saying earlier. But it is important for me that we have the conversation because I hope the people that I was in relationship with in college, I hope the my ex, I hope that She's done whatever work she needs to do and has gotten to the point of where she's happy in her life, you know, with whatever new choices she's made. I'm certainly happy with the choices that I've made, but her life didn't end after me. Yeah. You know, I pray that, uh, you know, friendships that I've dissolved, I hope that the person I was in that friendship with has learned something, you know, from whatever caused that relationship to to dissolve and has become better for the next friendship that they're in. Mm -hmm. But I had to go through what I went through in order to know that I needed some level of intervention to do something different in relationship moving forward. Yeah. It had to, that journey had to come to an end before I knew that I needed to do something different. And there are folks who are still in situations and they don't talk about them because they plan to stay and they don't plan to do anything different. I applaud the people who decide that I want to do something different or even I'm brave enough to, you know, put my story out before the the world. But the thing about putting your story out before the world is that you open yourself up from for judgment from the world. And that's hard. It goes all it goes back to Auntie Brene, Brene Brown, Darren Greatly. Like what's happening is a whole bunch of people who haven't been in the arena out here Mm -hmm. with this side chatter. And Mm so, you know, in that book, what we, what she talks about in terms of shame is like nudging us towards how do we just only focus on the folks who are actually in the arena doing Mm -hmm. something. And like, those are the ones that, you know, probably matter a little bit more, but this outside 
chatter is just so loud. It's like, my <laughs> gosh, are you, why are y'all coming for, for this beautiful platform? And so, you know, we always take time to talk about the haze. So I don't want us to just get caught up in venting mm-hmm. <laughs> the rants, but like, what's the haze do you feel like in, in all of this? Um, I'm, I don't, there's several hazes, right? Because the haze for me is like having patience for, even for my community, um, with the people who are sharing the type of nonsense, right? To have some level of correction and not just cussing. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like I've gotten to a place of, of healing to the point to where I can kind of zoom out and I can see that even the separation can be healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I can also see that, you know, maybe there's a degree of understanding that people don't have, you know, around like sharing negative um, tropes about our community and the larger impact that that has. Um There's also a haze around like wanting to go back and do some some education and freeing other people from this tie that we have, this unhealthy relationship that we have with with guilt and shame. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's hard work to do, especially for people who would just rather shrink back and hide. And it's a haze because it is much easier to just hide and experience whatever you experience and people never have to see you. Right. But I believe that a part of my duty is to take the journey transparently so people know that they're not alone. And everybody doesn't believe that they're called to that. And that's fine. But by God, don't judge the people who are, Mm -hmm. you know, and that is a hell of a haze uh, for me and a hell of a a thing to have to do to. uh, It's okay if you want to shrink back, shrink back if you want. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be out here. I'm going to be on the front lines doing the work. And I would hope that when you see my humanity, that you don't treat me like that. But I also have to be prepared for the fact that people may very well do that. Mm-hmm. Like may see this episode and then see me messed up down the line and be like, he was talking all that shit and I'll look at it, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but I'm okay with that smoke too. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't allow people to be human, then you spend your whole life, like not being yourself, right? Yeah. Showing up as somebody that you really aren't. Um, so people please. So people please. Mm -hmm. And I'm not interested in people pleasing. Mm -hmm. I'm interested in our stories being told. Mm -hmm. I'm interested in being a bridge builder and providing a map for those people who have to come after me. And even if that map is filled with caution signs, because I'm able to say that was my mistake, you don't have to make the same mistake. So if that's how I get to my caution sign and it helps somebody that comes after me, I'm absolutely fine with that. If you don't want to be a bridge builder, I'm okay with that too. But don't come over here, you know, talking trash about my bridge building because you're probably going to catch these hands or at least a a cuss out. But that's a hell of a haze to feel both of those ways, right? That I want to be helpful, but I also want folks to unlearn this unhealthy ass behavior that we have around like judging people who share and who are willing to put their stuff on display, even if it's with some judgment attached Mm -hmm. to it. For me, the haze feels like, I mean, there's just some, I don't know if it's a haze, but just some disappointment in 
just the response to a, to a show like that. And I did see some folks in the comments just like, oh, I haven't even watched the show. And so it breaks my heart that their first introduction to it is like this negative, so yeah, negative messaging. And then the, the other thing is it has me wondering, like, do people talk about, I honestly don't know, do they talk about The Bachelor and The Bachelorette in the same way? Like, and those are actually dating shows, you know, mm-hmm. and have people stayed together from those? And is, is that show cursed, you know? And it's so interesting, like the premise is not even matchmaking or together forever. It's literally a documentary. These are Mm -hmm. like stories about people's lives. And so in those people's lives, I'm just being redundant at this point. It's just they separate it and it's a part of life and it's real. It's not cursed. So then are we saying everybody who gets divorced is cursed? Right. You know, like, so what What actually are you saying by making this connection, this very superficial, uninformed connection yeah. about these five people's lives, I mean, these five couples' lives? And so it just feels, yeah, I don't know if there's just, I don't know if I'm communicating a haze to my point. It's just like a disappointment. So I guess if I could find yeah. a haze, it is just the complexity with sharing our stories. It is the complexity with, with, Seeing black humanity, I think that's probably it. Like it's already hard for us to show up in the world because there's yeah. so many systems and forces against us. And then there is something for us and by us. And we have the audacity to come for it. That's like it. that is 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 heartbreaking, is disappointing, and is absolutely a haze, in my opinion. Yeah. I agree with that. And um the other part of it goes back to like what we were talking about earlier about the way that our community is already perceived. Yeah. There's like this inherent, like lack of being able to see our humanity. Mm-hmm. Right. When we see um, stories about the water boys uh, in Atlanta, when we see stories about people who come from poor neighborhoods, about black folk uh, and black kids not excelling in schools, nobody like, it feels like the society in general doesn't dig through and see the causality and see the humanity mm-hmm. and see, you know, what those kids and what our communities don't have that causes that. Right. And then we have attained enough privilege to then come and judge black marriages with some of that same strong hand. Like, oh, my God, they're terrible. They didn't stay together when it is but a single chapter in their whole story. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm probably I'm I'm a thousand percent a better husband for you mm-hmm. than I was to my first wife. Mm-hmm. And that is because I had the opportunity to learn mm-hmm. and to grow mm-hmm. and to get therapy. And in some of in, in some great deal. um. I was operating based on the information I had at the time in that first marriage. I thank God. Yeah. Um, and this may sound crazy. I thank God for divorce mm-hmm. uh, because it gave, gave me an opportunity to really like transition out of something that I had been doing based on what I thought to do some work, to learn some skills, to be able to transition to something that I knew more about. And I was more of a student of and just, giving myself permission to be a habitual student as mm-hmm. it relates to relationship, mm-hmm. something that I had never done before. So I, there's a possibility that I could have stayed 
and been a horrible husband for 26, 27, 28, 29, 30 years, you know, and just gotten the credit because I wouldn't have been one of the five couples that divorced. Mm -hmm. Right. And that does me no good if I had stayed or her or her any good if I had stayed. Um, I would much rather thank God for divorce and the learning and the healing and the growing and being able to be better on this side of it, even if I had never remarried, to be a better human on this side of it, rather than just be stuck under the guise of, like, I stayed mm-hmm. and I'm not divorced. I'm just not in that percentage of people that divorced. And that's much more important to me. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not that for everybody, but it is something very small to look at and make somebody just that percentage or make somebody just that in their story. Yeah. It it reads like self-hate to me, quite mm-hmm. honestly. And I don't want to, that feels like strong language to use, but what else could it be to be, to come for your own kind other than your own kind? Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have said it that way, but you know what I mean? Like what else could it be? And so I want to usher us into navigating the haze. And so all I have is just like, keep, keep showing up, you know, like Mm -hmm. regardless of what naysayers are going to say or what they're going to call you. And I know that's, that's easier said than done. And we are, these stories are so important. These types of stories, anything that shows our humanity, our existence, our, our, the fullness of who we are is just so desperately needed and I appreciate it and I celebrate it and I honor it. And I was just say that keep, keep on keeping on is what I would offer. Navigating. Um, Navigating for the people who are not in the arena. And for those of us who are in the arena, um, get off that bullshit, (laughs) man. And um, really like get free. Give yourself permission to to be out here living and loving and erring and correcting and like do it for yourself. Like just just be what it is that you need. Um, Be a person who is able to make a mistake out loud Mm -hmm. and make the correction out loud, Mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. You know, so other people know that ain't no perfection out here. We are. We tend to be uh, folks who are looking per- for perfection because we see perfection, Where? but most of that perfection is fake. It's manufactured. It's, it's, it's fake love. Mm-hmm. And when you see people out here being real, when you when you shit on them, it uh it just perpetuates the need for people to feel like they need to be fake and they need to try to be perfect or they need to at least project that they're perfect. And so navigating the haze to me is like, I'm going to stay on this grind. Like, even if I make a mistake, I'm going to be transparent about the mistake that I made. The fact that I couldn't wait to go to therapy to talk to the therapist uh, for her to tell you that you were wrong. (laughs) Only for her to then tell me that I was wrong anyway. I think those things are important because the way that we feel, the way that we love, all of those things are valid. Mm -hmm. Um, They're important. They're a part of our stories and our stories need to be told. Um, Our children, our nieces, our nephews, our friends and family, they need to be able to see us successfully navigate challenges. 
They need to be able to see us meet with defeat in a season and see our resiliency. They need to be able to see us experience like victory and success as well and be just as resilient and have the same stick to for the goal that we set for ourselves, even if it doesn't look like what we thought it was going to look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought I was going to be married for forever, but I wasn't the first time. Yes, I believe that this is this is my last marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, I will, and, and this is my person, mm-hmm. right? And I'm gonna move about my life as if that is my truth. Yeah, you know, and you will see my humanity along this journey. As long as we're on this platform, as long as we're in a relationship, as long as we're in friendship, if y'all see me out somewhere, you're gonna see my humanity at some point. And I would pray that you love me enough to see my humanity. And know that I'm still a person and that doesn't negate, you know, anything that I've said because you see my humanity. Yeah, we've got a really weird thing going on in culture these days. Something you mentioned earlier made me think about uh, suicide suicide rate. You were saying people are younger generations or people in general don't know how to fail or don't, Mm -hmm. you know, the expectations that what highlight reels have done is like people are now comparing themselves to the highlight reels on the internet and thinking like, Oh, I'm not there. I'm not where I'm not rich and living this luxurious lifestyle where I'm flying everywhere. I'm not an influencer at 23. And so I failed Mm -hmm. at life. And then I need to seven, you know, 17 year olds taking their own lives because they haven't made it yet. Yeah. My goodness. Like who are we at 17? Our brains aren't even fully formed yet. So Mm -hmm. That is detrimental. And there's this interesting thing going on with with the world right now where it's like, include everybody. Everybody's mm-hmm. free to be who they are, express themselves as who they are, be them true selves. They're mm-hmm. fluid. They're this, they're that. And so there's space for everybody and let's include everybody. Your language isn't inclusive enough. Right. Watch how you talk about don't say this word yeah. anymore. And then here we are. Somebody's gone through divorce and is like, the show is cursed. And like, right. it, it's just so the opposite of inclusion. And so it's just, excuse my language, it's such a mind fuck. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just why can't people just be who they are and be accepted? And like, your experience is different, but it's valuable and it's meaning. And like, why do we always have to come for everybody, mm-hmm. come for everything? And so. We got to do better, mm-hmm. you know. And that inclusive stuff sometimes, it's it's frequently performative. People yeah. say these things and then, you know, yeah, I see what you say, but I, what you doing and how you coming for folk and not allowing people to be human and have their journeys, yeah. it doesn't align with what you say, what you're saying you are and what you're saying that you believe. Mm-hmm. Like your your actions are speaking much louder. Yeah. And what you've said. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we've absolutely said a mouthful here. What's mm-hmm. the music for the moment? Any, I will say any final thoughts. Those felt like really final solidifying thoughts, but I want to jump into the music for the moment. Cause I got several of them. Mm. <laughs> well, you know, I'll just say that, that, um, I love the idea of um, documenting all of our journeys, mm-hmm. um, our entire story. And if there was some other doc 
if it wasn't just Black Love Doc, I would still be defending it if it is our stories mm-hmm. and is if it's about our authentic selves. Mm-hmm. And I would say to people that I hope that this doesn't encourage anybody from like being your authentic self. Yeah. Whether people can accept you or not. Like it really is about like showing up as who you are, being able to navigate relationship and doing the best that you can with the information that you have. Mm-hmm. And if that is different, if it does not align with the person you are with, um then, you know, if you transition out of relationship or into new relationship, whatever it is, it's okay. Mm-hmm. As long as you are showing up as your authentic self and you're not afraid or ashamed to tell your story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was good. Mm-hmm. So your music for the moment. Mm-hmm. What it is. What are they? So first one I thought about was Mary J. Real Love. Mm-hmm. Just felt like the whole idea of real love. Sometimes you make it, sometimes it doesn't. And that doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you didn't love the person. You know, mm-hmm. it. you can make a different choice and, and love still have existed there. So real mm-hmm. love, that's what happens. Sometimes, you know, sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes they pass pass away. Sometimes, you know, like yeah. there's no way to tell. Nobody has like a magic eight ball or a fortune. I was going to say cookie, but what <laughs> is it? <laughs> crystal ball. Crystal That's what ball. I was going for. So real love is absolutely one of them. The next one is Beyonce's I Was Here. You know, I'm not even a ballad mm, fan. Okay. But the whole essence of I just, I came, I saw, I was here, I, I aired, I corrected. Mm-hmm. I was here. I'm also thinking of, you know, um, Seely from the Color Purple in the musical version. Shout out to that mm. movie coming out soon. Y'all go see it. Uh, yeah. She also sings I Was Here in a different, obviously a different musical version. I don't know if we'll add that to the playlist, but mm-hmm. the the premise is the same. Like, I may be ugly. I may be, I may have failed. I may have whatever the case is. It doesn't matter because I was here. The, the fact is, the important part of it is I was here. And so... Mm-hmm. Those just feel like, you know, the essence of this whole yeah. debacle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll send one out for the people who transitioned out of relationship. Um, Love Again mm. by uh, Brandy and Daniel Caesar. Mm. Um and just in the song, they're just talking about having the courage to to love again. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's real for me. That's good. That's good. That was a good one. It's not always about, you know, um, what happens when you, you know, when it's all sunshine and rainbows and together. Sometimes it is just about having the courage to love again. Mm-hmm. And there's no shame to be found around uh, the dissolution of a uh, relationship or marriage or whatever. Uh, sometimes it is time for you to open up the next chapter of your story mm-hmm. and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just would encourage all of us to not be ashamed of any parts of our story mm-hmm. and not to view any parts of our story as curses mm-hmm. because we're, we're not cursed. That's right. As a people, we're not cursed. That's right. We, we resilient as fuck, bro. Blessed and highly favored. Yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you made it this far in the conversation, thank you so much for continuing to listen. And that must mean you heard something that you like. So please share it with a friend. We invite you to like. 
follow, subscribe, rate, do all the things. Uh, leave us a comment or even reach out to us at the lovehaze at gmail.com or in our DMs, however you, want, you prefer to communicate. We love to hear from you. And like we always say, life is going to life, clearly as evidenced by today's conversation. Yeah. Life is going to life, but we have everything that we need within us to navigate through it. And the most important thing is that you're not alone. Mm -hmm. Join us next time. We're going to take this journey together. Appreciate y'all. Peace.